0: Hey Mercedes, Mercedes, hey, hey What? Hey! What do you want Audi? Do you make motorcycles? What? Do you make motorcycles? No, we don't make motorcycles Hey Mercedes, we do No you don't Yes we do, we just bought Ducati Now we make motorcycles So what? Now we make motorcycles and
1: you don't
0: We make motorcycles! Shut up, BMW!
1: Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. Usually we start the programme with me saying, I'm Gareth, he's Richard, he's Zog. But it's just me at the moment. Richard's reading the Keith Richards autobiography that someone loaned me the other day, and Zog. i to read It's a good book, apparently. I haven't even opened it just yet because I'm still recovering from the joys of reading your excellent Ford Cortina. Complete history. Sorry,
0: of. I, was, I was barely listening. I just started
2: reading. Something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna
1: put it down. And Zog is over there talking to Violet. Zog, we have started the program.
2: Oh, actually, yes. I was just explaining to Violet that I have a fascinating science fact that I want to tell her, but I will have to wait until after this show. Okay,
1: until after the show. Yes. Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. he's Richard, hello. He's Zog. Hello. I'm Gareth, and I would like to congratulate Nico Rosberg on his first oh. Formula One win. And I want to share this happiness with you, Zog, because you've been a big Nico fan more yeah, than any uh, others.
2: You know, he came into the sport with great promise and you tend to feel a bit more affection for the son of a former champion. And, yeah. And he was a Williams driver and was making a great contribution to Williams. Not that he did much good. And <laughs> uh, it's fantastic to see him actually get his first race win. Let's hope there'll be more to follow. Great to see him take that victory.
1: So that was Nico's first win. It wasn't Mercedes' first
2: win, though, Richard,
1: was it?
0: Well, no, because they kept saying on the coverage, on the TV, it was their first win since, was it,
1: 1955? yeah. Which is the year they withdrew
0: from racing. Because it's like, well, there's one thing, Mercedes as a name, but it's the Braun team. Yeah. Knee Honda, knee knee, um, BAR. Right back to Tyrrell, isn't it? Tyrrell? Roots there.
2: Although the roots of the current team, I think you could argue, was probably more in the Honda years than any other time, but then properly fixed by Braun in the Braun years. So is this Mercedes' first win by Braun
1: for Honda? That's too complicated a question. (laughs) I'm not sure that I understand it. (laughs) Well, Um, this is the thing, I don't understand it. And the same situation with the team who
2: this week we call. Lotus. Just to be clear, we're talking about the black and gold ones, right? The black and gold team from
1: Enstone
2: With the Renault engines. Yeah,
1: who used to be Renault, who used to be Benetton, who used to be Tolman. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah. Tolman. Mm. However, the team who were Lotus last year and the year before, the Caterham this year, a couple of years ago, was counting the 500-team Lotus starts as part of its heritage. Now, because they're not Lotus anymore, they're now Caterham, does that mean that the Enstone team, they can choose to steal those 500 race wins if they want? Can they add them together with the race wins that they've got as the Renault
2: team, if they want? That's a very good point. There's going to be one thread of continuity. Either the thread of continuity is Lotus or the thread of continuity is that organisation that's based at that place and has had that body of people, which is, like you say, Do you remember Tal- that when the,
0: the uh, VW Beetle and the Toyota Corolla were sort of level-pegging as the world's best-selling car? Right. And they'd both done about 20 million cars. But the thing is that the Beetle had basically been the same god-awful piece of rattly nonsense ever since it had started you really Uh, hate the Beatles don't you you really and and the Corolla had been like sort of seven generations of cars and the current iteration had almost nothing well absolutely many generations of
2: spectacular successful mediocre yes
0: reliable and uh, just nodded off yes and yeah. they. they um, <laughs> so that was always assumed a bit of a cheat on Toyota's part it wasn't fair that they were claiming massive sales because all they had in common was the badge I mean there was a continuity there that one replaced the other replaced the other replaced the other over sort of seven or eight generations but that's not the point it started rear wheel drive it became become front wheel drive it was just a yeah bit whereas worse. the Beetle, Beetle was always pretty
2: much the same <laughs> But, I mean, yes, well, I mean, it changed. Well, actually, changed a lot over the years, but not in those kind of fundamentals. Let's um, not get into this. That's no, just, no, you're right. So, right. so, if we apply um,
1: this rule to what is currently the Mercedes team, yes, maybe. they are
0: the Toyota Corolla of well. Because don't it, no, we but,
1: include the one win Honda got under? Oh, uh, with Phil Hill. Do no, we, no, no. no I'm talking. About, um, oh, you include those, when, do we? Oh, really? Well, and Richie Ginther. I was thinking about Honda when Dave Richards was running Honda. Jensen got a win in Hungary. Was that the only Honda win, I think, I it, think it was? I think it was. Was that
0: in the Earth Dreams era? Just before the, that. Wait, it was the BAR sort of.
1: No, they were actually Honda at that point. Dave Richards was so running, they were running in Honda. those
0: sort of BARish colours. Yeah, they were,
1: yeah, so yeah, yeah the Lucky strikish uh, colours, red, yeah. white, and black. Do we? Anyway, no, so,
0: no, we don't. Look, we don't care got about to stop being so no, silly can't. and it just. Is say, out of control. If you're Williams and you have a continuity of being a team or McLaren and you've been a team and a consistent team with the same factory, or at least in the same area, with the same people, and there's been a consistent team leadership. Over the years, then yes, you can claim many, many things about how many starts you've had, how many wins you've had, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If you're just using a name and plucking things from the ether, then I'm afraid, no, you can't claim that. That's just not fair.
2: If they were having a meal in a restaurant that had lasted for 50 years, you know, (laughs) know, would you be taking the bill to the same table, the same group of people, or would that table at some point have broken up and gone away? Do you know Uh, what I mean? You're applying bistro mathics here, right? I am, yeah. Yes, you're right. That's a very perceptive. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that this is, from a legal point of view, the most secure, most effective way of resolving any disputes about, okay. you know, who won twenty races, how many race wins you'd had over the years. But I'm just saying that it just seems like, morally, intuitively, yeah. so it's, it's ingenuous. It's it's the a, bill. So, test, so uh, yes. are, the restaurant are
1: Red Bull the most successful Stewart Jaguar team that has ever been in Formula One? Can we say that Jaguar have won more races than anyone else last season? Can we
2: say that oh, Minardi? Only oh, if Jaguar came back in and started sponsoring the yeah, team again. Yeah, at, yeah.
1: at that point, they could then start claiming that. Okay, if we were going to apply a rule to give clarity on this, because it's just nonsense. Because we need
2: more complicated, hard to interpret rules in F one. Well, yeah,
1: what's well, well, coming with another? <laughs> what would that rule be? How would you define it? Would you say you need a reference plane where you can change the name of the team, but you have to decide at the point at which you change the name whose heritage you're going to choose. The new one, for instance, Lotus in the case of Renault, or Renault, and when Renault became Renault from Benetton, do they have to discard the Benetton. We what need are you clarity on this. is
0: the Triggers Broom ruling, or something like that. Triggers Broom. Triggers Broom. You know uh, Triggers Broom? No. What? I might be wrong here. I think it, it's,
2: it sounds like a sort of a 1930s. No, I think uh, it's from being passed by the U.S. Congress. It's, the Triggers Broom. I trade think ads. it's
0: from Only Fools and Horses, but there may be other expressions for it. Basically, a man who owns a broom. How long have you had that broom, Trigger? Oh, I've had this for 20 years have replaced the handle seven times and the head six times. Oh, that's not right. Well, yeah, uh, but, you know, it's, this is... The that's idea. George
2: Washington's axe, you know. Oh, is it the same uh, thing? Yeah, okay. yeah, the, the axe that George well, Washington... supposedly was used to supposedly up when Washington to, finished uh,
0: cutting things, so that's Oh, a, well, they, yeah.
2: they, that's going be, yeah. <laughs> yeah but but the, the axe that Washington <laughs> used to cut down the tree, supposedly, it's still there, but it's had the head replaced yeah. 17 times and the handle replaced 15 times. Well, there we go, So there. that's, uh, that's Washington's the Washington's
0: Lotus... The Washington's acts of Formula One teams.
1: Congratulations, Mr. Washington. The Constitution of the United States of America is complete. Do you have anything else you want to add?
0: Um, yes. Add lightness. What? I don't know. Sorry. I went a little weird there. Anyway, I'm off to chop down a tree.
1: That's a mighty fine axe you've got there, Mr. Washington, sir.
0: Why, yes it is. I've used it to chop down over 500 trees. Really? Oh, yes. Obviously, many of the early trees were chopped down by a totally different axe. It was the same color, and in recent years, I've used this axe, but it had a different handle and head, and I didn't call it my axe. But it's true to say that my axe has chopped down, 500 trees. What are you doing?
1: Adding the First Amendment to our new constitution, sir. No more bull about axes.
0: Or Formula One team. What? I don't know.
1: Metro! We've
0: got speed!
1: There is no doubt that we live in crazy times where you've got a Lotus Formula One team who aren't even supported by Lotus in any way, as far as we can tell at the moment, because the, the sort of licensing deal that was granted to allow Lopez to run the Renault team as Lotus, stay with this, has run out because Lotus Cars, who used to be owned by Proton and are now owned by... Uh, well, They're
0: still owned by Proton.
1: But Proton, Proton is owned
0: themselves are now owned by um, D B Hercom DBS. or something. Yeah, yeah. Is that what D, they're called? D B Hercom, I can't remember now. God, yeah, I should I, look this up. But anyway, yeah. Lotus renegotiated their contract. They were paying some money, I don't know how much. There was an odd deal whereby the collateral for this was essentially the whole of the F1 team in some way
2: or other. But Lotus, the car it's company, was paying money to the F1 yeah, team. They've they, re- they, 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 were they yeah, they've renegotiated it. Essentially,
0: Lotus, the car company, group Lotus, have had to tighten their belts mm. because of this change in ownership at their parent company, which, amongst mm. other things, under Malaysian law, when a company changes hands, there has to be... A period of what we would call, I suppose, due diligence, where the books are inspected, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there has to be a complete freeze on spending above and beyond the day-to-day running of the company.
1: So this is why Lotus had to stop the development of the cars because they yes, couldn't do a cash flow thing.
0: R and D money gets frozen because that is not just keeping the lights on, keeping the product churning out of the factories, which doesn't seem to be happening an awful lot at Lotus at the moment, I think, anyway. Mm. So I presume. As part of this, in a review of sort of essential and non-essential spending, they've renegotiated with Genie, Hmm. uh, who are the major sponsor and money people in that team, to stop giving the money. But the name will carry on. They are allowed to use the name. They've just renegotiated in some way. It's
1: all very confusing. It's free advertising. That's what's happening. Lotus cars are getting free advertising in Formula One. They don't own the team, they don't have to pay for the team, but the team are able to use the name because it benefits both parties. Yes. It's, yeah, it's well, what they call economics, isn't it? Do you,
2: have you read the book Freakonomics? Yes, but this is a funny thing because, in a way, you could argue that it's working out quite well for Lotus, the car company, because they're getting their free advertising.
0: But the F1 team is getting the sort of kudos of being Lotus. Of being Lotus name is, is of bunk,
2: considerable value yeah, to them. If somebody worth, else came it? along with enough money to bump the name out of the picture then I'm sure they'd be happy with that yeah. but the Just, name but does means does a lot work, to the team. doesn't
0: it it does work when you it go, does and, work when you've got when you're Williams John fighting a Lotus, the fighting Lotus. yeah exactly and and it all makes uh, you feel warm and fuzzy about livery. proper F1 yes yeah. Yeah. do you it's
1: know what it is I,
0: could, I shouldn't have said Red Bull because actually they're young pretenders compared to <laughs> Williams and Ferrari it, it's, and Lotus
1: it's like status quo granting a licence from McFly to release records as status quo because status quo can't get arrested. <laughs>
0: that's an excellent analogy this evening. After <laughs> uh, uh, Zog's restaurant bill,
2: uh, I was just thinking that McFly's cover of Teenage Kicks was actually quite good, but I can't. Was like yeah, it? I can't no, like McFly. He's actually, quite yeah, good. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I but I, I don't think I've ever heard them doing a stage. I met before. McFly once. Oh, All of them
1: very polite young men. Well, yes. yeah. They're team bands. They're, they're yeah. They like that, aren't they? They're corporate little fellas, aren't they well I don't know they're they a proper are proper then, then
0: yeah they are a proper band yeah. they lost their deal didn't they they're releasing things themselves now I think and or they've got busted? over
1: 300 Formula One starts as McFly oh,
0: <laughs> yeah well in fairness <laughs> you can trace them back to the Bay City Rollers team, <laughs> yeah you and can and then all the way through and you remember Aha F1 and then no I'm confusing
1: no you, know, the you can actually trace the Bay City Rollers back to the Beach Boys ultimately
2: yeah but I'm just thinking how much of a fan of Aha F1 would Richard Porter be
0: oh my <laughs> My <laughs> lord. Do you know, irritatingly, a mate of mine who is from London but lives in Oslo now, he's acting like a sort of Norwegian cultural attache from his base in Oslo. <laughs> in an and a lot And sent me an patterns. email and went, You should be aware of this. Morton Harkett is touring the UK and he's playing London on this date. And I can't go. For two reasons. First of all, I'm actually doing something else. And secondly, I would be caught in a sort of dilemma about do I really want to go because all I want him to do is eat some aha the older hard
2: heart songs, yeah. and
0: he might be going Well there's awful things when you go to a gig and they go and he's doing
1: jazz or
2: something
0: here's yes here's yeah. my new direction and he oh sh- just do take on me yeah that's
1: <laughs> all we want to hear just that one song <laughs> analogue maybe yeah. you can ring. thank yeah. me for a harbor stay on these roads oh I'll stay on these roads yeah. Yeah. sorry what you can thank me for a aha by the way really? I know this isn't well, about I, I, cars I, I at thank all thank you heartily what are the lesser achievements of my entire career was being the first man to play Take On Me when I was gas top and a VJ on music boxing When you say 86. first man to
2: play I, well, I hate to be pedantic no actually I yeah. don't hate it I love to be pedantic but yeah. first man in the entire universe or first MTV play?
1: The first television play of that video. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. I spotted That's, it. You know, we used to get like a big stack of 30 videos in and have to decide, oh, hang on, look at this. This is great. The girls are going to love him. Look at all these. Yeah, crap, crap, um, um, have um, you seen um, that, Music uh, Box, the channel I work for, made a heart happen. Have you seen someone's right?
0: re-recorded that song and then put it over the video where the lyrics of the song are just describing yes. what's happening? Oh, literal in the video. videos. It's yeah, brilliant, yeah, yeah, Including the brilliant uh, refrain about a pipe wrench fight. Yes. <laughs> I really. But <laughs> um, yeah. yes, sure, I remember we- going through a car wash once in a Ford S Max with you, and as we waited for the car to get washed, you were telling me about interviewing Aha once and I always yeah. remember it distinctly because I was thinking what an odd thing this is <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning and I'm in a Ford S-Max with Gaz Top and he's telling me about interviewing our heart and it was all it was, it was a nice nice day morning. I think good, yeah. good yeah.
1: news where good were time. we in terms of cars there I'm sorry uh, we're,
0: we were yeah. talking about like, McFly as stuff, status yes. quo
2: uh, which being the analogy Lotus for
0: Lotus as people who are sort of the name being licensed rather than um, being who, legit yeah,
1: who's going to buy Lotus ultimately could this be the end of Lotus or is there value in the brand and that it's going to be saved by someone like the Chinese, like the Koreans, who will scoop it up for a pittance.
2: Can't see them just disappearing. It's way too valuable, a company, in terms of both the name, their current product, but also their knowledge.
0: The knowledge and the engineering side, yeah. the contract engineering side, is the real
2: exactly jewel yeah. in
0: the crown. That, that, yeah. that. and I don't know what the numbers are, what percentage of the company's income is from that. But it's hard to know, and it's also you know they don't. It sort of varies over they the year, for, depending. But yeah. you can say they're certainty. always doing
2: suspension for somebody or the, yeah, uh, and it's weird stuff. I mean, yeah. it's like we yeah. of
0: talked about yeah, the XFR. Yeah. It's, it's never talked about, but let's yeah. talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah. The XFR was done by Lotus, which is why it rides properly. The XKR, the latest one, wasn't, which is why the ride is a little stiff. And a lot of current Vauxhalls, Opals, uh, yep. uh, Lotus involvement, and certainly engines, they do a lot of engine development stuff, mm. which you'd never know about. They were claiming at one point it was like one in ten, was it more than that, of cars on sale in Europe had Lotus I remember technology. they were doing Toyota
2: so more. That, that's a very interesting stat, because I, mean, I don't know quite how much Lotus would get if you were to average it out... Over per model per car on the road, how much they're going to get as a percentage of the sale price? I but, don't know whether it's, it's just a contract it's job it's they the, get paid there. Oh, 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 I'm not sure. No, I mean the point is that if they've contributed to that many vehicles, that's a lot of quite valuable work that they're doing for the rest of the auto industry. You could see a
1: situation where the Lotus brand has been—I ah, hate to say this because it hurts to say this—it has been devalued by the nonsense that's gone on with the Formula One teams. I think it's done real damage. And I think it could go even further if, and I'm not suggesting that it is going to happen, but should HB, Durcon, DH, VERCON, whatever they're called, decide to break up Lotus, you know, to save it. And this is what companies do when there's a crisis. You know, you sell off the good bits as BMW kept Mini and sold off the Rover stuff and the MG stuff. You can have it for free. Cosworth, do you remember? Cosworth was split up. Mm-hmm. Cosworth mm-hmm. Racing stayed in the hands of... Well, ultimately, Kevin Kalkoven, whatever his name was, and and Cosworth Engineering, like the road division, was it Audi who who, who took on board that? So we could see a situation where what was Lotus Engineering is bought by a firm, but Lotus Cars is... Sold off of nonsense to someone else, you know?
0: Well, I mean, it's one of those things as well where I think the engineering side would be of great value to a number of people, but it's okay for... You know, during the time that GM owned Lotus, the engineering side was still doing work for other companies. And there's a sort of gentleman's agreement that they would not share other people's secrets. I think if it was sold to a Chinese company, Western car makers are so paranoid about having their stuff ripped off by Chinese car makers... Whether that would scare off some of their clients, I'm sure they would trust Lotus Engineering still in Hethel to be professional about it, and they have a base in the US as well, where they do a lot of stuff for GM over there. Mm. But there would be that lingering feeling of, well, of what if they're
2: now getting going too to involved be, with the company?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd it's just an idea, but I just think you know it was something that would potentially ring alarm bells, and it, you know for the same reason yeah. that GM are blocking these Chinese companies from buying Saab because yeah. they don't want Chinese companies to have access to the technology that Saab is using from GM
1: well, and this is That's how protective about it thought? they're protecting a chassis that was designed in 1993 would they call it the Epsilon chassis
0: well no it's Epsilon 2 which is much more Epsilon modern two. which oh, Saab okay. did mm, so. a lot of the work on themselves and was underneath the new 95 underneath the insignia going underneath a load of cars so
1: what we're saying here is there may be value in Lotus engineering but it won't be as protected as Lotus cars so well, obviously we well, no, can't I, buy Lotus engineering but do you reckon we could buy Lotus cars
0: I have £10 in my wallet as we speak. And I missed out on NG Rover all those years ago, so...
2: So I you got really it. want to get I'm in not there to get, beat this get time. Lotus.
0: Good morning. I'd like to buy Lotus Cars, please. I'm afraid Lotus Cars isn't
1: really for sale, sir. I've got £10. I'm sorry, I can't help you. We're not really in a position to sell. I see. Right, what else could I get for my 10 quid then? Well, I could do you this Lotus Evora. Mm, no, I'll leave it, thanks.
2: Gareth Jones on
1: speed. We're recording this show before the Bahraini Grand Prix. Is that how you should say it, the Bahraini? If it pertains to Bahrain, is it the Bahraini Grand Prix? Uh,
2: Bahrain Grand Prix Well it's called the Bahrain Grand Prix But I think you're right that Bahraini is the correct adjective For things that are of Bahrain So we
1: say the British Grand Prix We don't say the Britain Grand Prix, do we? Mm, But in that case
2: it's called the British Grand Prix And British is the adjective that you apply to things that are of Britain Mm. Anyway, Anyway, we're recording this
1: before the race that happens in in Bahrain. Bahrain And the chances are that you're listening to it at least on the day that qualifying is happening, or perhaps the day that the race is happening, or the day after. And who knows if there are going to be events at the circuit, around the circuit, which suggest that perhaps Formula One shouldn't have gone there In the current climate, this is all a bit serious, but it is a serious situation, isn't it? We don't normally talk politics on this programme, so we're actually interested in cars and motor racing and stuff like that. But we can't ignore politics when it's been talked of in the context of Formula One. In a sentence, Richard, should we be going, I say we because I'm an F1 fan, should we be in Bahrain racing at the moment?
0: No, I think what F1 has done, and there's a brilliant blog by Morris Hamilton online at the moment about this, what F1 has done is just tied itself in a knot there's this argument that sport and politics shouldn't mix Mm -hmm. the truth is they're inexorably entwined in so many ways and Formula One made themselves political in this situation by saying they weren't going to Bahrain last year Mm -hmm. and that they wouldn't go back until stability had been achieved in the country now they are going there so by implication they believe stability has been achieved but they're basing this and most other things on a sit representative by somebody sponsored by the Bahraini tourism board so they've just made themselves look a bit stupid and a bit greedy and I greedy's
1: think, a problem i think and, yeah and then made mm-hmm. it worse stupid by, isn't good either but you know
2: yeah. But yeah they
0: just <laughs> i think they could have just ducked this whole issue by just not going back yeah. but formula 1 and the Bahraini royal family. I mean, Jackie Stewart. You see him propping up all the news, going, oh, everything's alright out there." And it's like, well, you would say that because you're best mates with the bloody Crown Prince of Bahrain. You disingenuous, microscopic. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you know, <laughs> but,
2: but, I mean, you know, I know so <laughs> it, it, really, he is its, it's a shame populace. for. He goes it,
0: shooting and falconing with that lot, and then goes, "Oh no, that's all fine. They're great people. It's Like, you, well, have you admitted why you're saying that? Does he? The Bahraini royal family own forty percent of McLaren as well, so you know there's a history of having the Grand Prix there, which is fine. But you know there is a great deal of turmoil there. It wouldn't be so bad if Formula One had not
2: made that statement: we will not go back until stability is achieved. Well, I, I think it's quite true that F1 kind of explicitly acknowledged the problem last year when mm. it said we're not going to go back until things are stable. Yada yada yada. I think that whether they'd said that or not at the time, that would have made very little difference to, if you like, the rights and wrongs of whether they should be going now and to the nature of the relationship between the politics and the sport. Because a sporting event that is generated by a local culture, by people that actually want to put an event on and go to see it themselves and so on, maybe an event like that can be a little bit more removed from politics, even then probably not very much. I think large gatherings of people generally, if there's any kind of, you know, public unrest. They tend to be focuses for political action and for demonstrations of all kinds. Even if those kind of local events might be, you know, you could somehow say, well, this is sport, not politics. If you're a very high-profile sporting event parachuted into a country that's paying quite a lot of money for the privilege in order to raise its international profile, is a pretty political thing. You can't say that it's not a political thing. I don't claim to be an expert on everything that is going on in Bahrain, but I do think it's very questionable whether they should be going or not. I, well, I, you know. Luckily, I am
1: an expert in everything that's Excellent. going on in Bahrain. And my view on this is that, and I'm not defending Formula One, and I'm not defending Bernie Eccleston, I don't think they should be there. And I hmm. don't think they should be there, not for the reasons that Formula One itself might not go there. Formula One's just frightened of going there because they're frightened of being hurt. That's the overriding thing. It might be a bit dangerous for us to go there. And
2: that's certainly the the reason that is most often given. However, maybe I'm being a bit naive and optimistic in saying this. I kind of hope that actually a lot of the teams and a lot of the people involved are concerned about a lot more than that. Hmm. They are rightly concerned about a lot more than that. It just so happens that the issue of safety for team personnel is the only kind of legal leg they have to stand on in saying maybe we shouldn't be going to this race because they've signed a contract that says they will attend... These FIA sanctioned events. There's an FIA sanctioned F1 race in Bahrain. Unless it's called off by the organizers, they, they are legally contracted to go. Yeah. So the issue of safety for team personnel is the only kind of leg they have to stand on. I mean, incidentally, I, I know that one person at least has been not fired, but has left Williams, I believe. Somebody involved in catering I, I for Williams. Will not go. Yeah, and but they because were. they refused to go to Bahrain, they had their contract terminated. Is that the case, Um, or was
0: it just that, you know, they hired on a race-by-race basis anyway, as I I suppose some of the peripheral...
2: As I understand it, the team acknowledged that this person refused to go to Bahrain Mm. on... Personal moral grounds, the team couldn't accommodate that because they have a contract to go to Bahrain. And of course, I
0: understand that Ferrari have asked Felipe Massa not to go to Bahrain for his own safety. (laughs) (laughs) Really, Felipe, you don't have to come. (laughs) But it's fine. I'm not not worried. I'm not worried. No, you don't have to come. (laughs) No, but it's fine. You don't (laughs) have to come. Take the hint.
1: Formula One hasn't ever said it's anything other than a world championship, it's never said that it's a free world. Championship. We will only race in countries where there is liberty and individualism and all those sorts of things. So, like I said, I'm not defending Formula One, but if that is their raison d'etre, if you like, then they are allowed to go to Bahrain. And like we joked about in the last programme... China, which is uh, Mm. not that much better. It's a tricky place but I've done it. I went to China with a TV company and made programmes about motor racing. Does that make me a bad person? Is Formula One bad for going to Bahrain? I don't think it is, but it needs to have a bit more of a political conscience for the reasons that you say, because it's become this enormous powerful Entity, it has a responsibility. Uh,
2: yeah, it has a responsibility, and it looks bad, and it is bad, I think, to go to somewhere like Bahrain that has the level and the nature of public discontent. With its ruling regime, albeit they are, by comparison with some governments in the area, relatively liberal and kind of going in the right direction, but it's a more liberal country than Saudi Arabia. Mm. But I think it is wrong to go there when there's that level of unrest and discontent. And I think that is different to China, because I think mm. that China is a country that, yes, certainly in many ways it's repressive and unpleasant but it's also quite clear, you know, on a modernising liberalising path yeah. albeit it's happening quite slowly and yeah. it just feels like with China the process of getting a Grand Prix and then putting a race in, it's somehow more of the process of China becoming a slightly more Capitalist. welcoming and international outward looking society rather than being such a repressive place and the residents have a very tough time in China but there aren't many people killing themselves on hunger strike at the moment, and there aren't many people getting shot in demonstrations at the moment in China. At it's a, it's a different situation. I, d- at, I don't think there's anything wrong the ri- with going to China, and I think there is something wrong with going to Bahrain.
1: At the risk of sounding like Jeremy Paxman there, so how many, you say not many people are on hunger strike and killing themselves in protest, so how many is acceptable? Three, four, two well, you hundred? Know, That's kind of too complicated a moral question for us to address on a motoring show. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on politics way out of our depth. Just he just
0: look at the papers. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Times lead with Oh, no, we're not doing that, <laughs> No, no, okay.
1: uh, that is news night. Nice. He was Doug. Goodbye. He was Richard. Goodbye. And I'm apolitical. Well, I was until I thought about Formula One. We'll be watching the race, won't we? Of course yes. we will.
0: Yeah, no, so. I'll be facing the other way. But oh, listening. I'll, I'll have it on, but
1: I won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> see you. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv.
2: So what's this amazing science fact,?: Okay. It is that most of the mass in your body and in all of the matter around us comes not from the constituent particles, not from the electrons and the quarks that then make up protons and neutrons. Yeah. Which is what you would probably think, yeah. and what I'd yeah. thought. Most of the mass comes from the strong nuclear force that is binding together the quarks in the protons and neutrons. So
1: it's like Heinz Big Soup, where most of the mass is made up of water,
2: not the big lumps of potato. I guess that's sort of one way of looking at it. Yeah, mass energy equivalence. There is so much energy going on with the strong nuclear force binding these quarks together that... That is where most of the mass in the protons and neutrons is coming from, not the little quarks that are, strictly speaking, the more fundamental particles making up the and neutrons. I was amazed when I found that. I couldn't believe that nobody had told me that before.
1: I love that, Gareth. You haven't learnt yet that you must never tell Zog an analogy. Really? Because you've got this scientist's... Approach, which is you hear an analogy. Oh, so it's like the potato basically, soup. Basically, I have to find out what's have, wrong with the yeah, analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, never, I, yeah. I can't stop myself analogising. So, what <laughs> yeah. you're saying is that most of the mass of Lotus comes <laughs> from
2: McFly. It depends how you define Lotus, but yes. <laughs> Gareth
1: Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!